I want to read to you just two verses this evening from Romans and 2 Corinthians. In Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, it says, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's bow together. Lord, your word has called it an inexpressible gift, indescribable, unspeakable. And yet, we dare to speak of it. Will you open our hearts? Will you express to our hearts the meaning of it? Remind us, Lord, why we celebrate this time of year with gifts. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to start out by giving you ladies a gift, a gift of information. This may come as a surprise to many of you, but men in general don't like holiday shopping. I got my first amen with that. How about that? I uh, saw a survey. <laughs> there are surveys for everything. But a survey uh, that asked men that very thing. And 89% of men said they would choose to watch their favorite sports team lose rather than, than go holiday shopping. And then, then another question that uh, they filled out was, as an alternative to venturing into crowded stores and shopping for gifts, 37% of men would rather stay home and bake cookies. <laughs> so that's your gift. You can uh, next year uh, say, we're all going together shopping, and then let them off the hook and say, well, okay, well, why don't you just stay home and bake the Christmas cookies for this year and, and watch your old team lose, too, So, because you'd rather do that than, than go shopping. Now, uh, I didn't see a survey on this, but one thing that I can also tell you in, uh, insight-wise from a, a man's perspective is that men are not that reluctant when it comes to receiving gifts. So... Tonight, we're going to talk about that end of things, the receiving of gifts. Uh, you heard that first verse from Romans, and you might be saying to yourself, well, you know, I don't get it. That, 
that's not very Christmassy. Romans 6.23 starts out, for the wages of sin is death. I thought I was going to come and hear about the little baby Jesus and, you know, warm, fuzzy things. Why would he go down that road? Well, the reason is because this is the very reason for Christmas. It starts out not by talking about a gift or a free gift. That's how it ends up. But it starts out by talking about wages, that which we earn. Now, in terms of of Christmas, what is it that most of us would earn if we got what we deserved? It would be a lump of? Okay. You just made a confession in church. It would be a lump of coal. Now, where did that come from? I uh, looked it up this week, and uh, while some say it's actually a nice thing to get a lump of coal if you're poor because it means you'll have warmth and that kind of thing, apparently that tradition came from over in Holland some years ago when uh, they would actually... um, Put in stockings, if uh, someone was good, they'd get a small toy, cookies or candy, and if they were bad, they got a lump of coal or some coal. That's what we would earn. That's what wages are. That's what we would earn. Now, God doesn't say it's a lump of coal. He says, here's actually what you earn when you're on your own with no help from anyone else you earn death physical spiritual eternal separation from God that's where it starts and that's that's why christmas was absolutely necessary the reason it had to happen. I remember when I was a little boy, my mom used to take me, and this was a big deal, take me downtown to, uh, for Christmas shopping, but uh, we would get on a bus, and we would travel downtown, and we would uh, go in one of the big department stores and it was, just, it was just like a Christmas story. You know the, the movie, A Christmas Story, which is a classic. My wife and I argue about that every year. But in my view, it's a classic. It's on for 24 hours right now. It must be a classic. But I would, I would go up, and she would take me, and I would sit on uh, Santa's lap, And when I got there, I knew what was coming next. There was going to be a question asked of me. And I dreaded it. The question would be, have you been a good little boy this year? Right? Now, I don't know that I was that much worse than any other little boys, but... I had at least a a twinge of conscience, and I understood 
that that question had consequences when I would answer it. And so if I were to answer it truthfully, see, I could always think of of days and times when I wasn't really a good little boy that year. So I would just lie to Santa. (laughs) And then move on to the next thing. He'd say, well, what do you want for Christmas? And I would give him my list, all the while hoping that the song about Santa, you better watch out, and all of that wasn't true. Because if it was true... If he saw me when I was sleeping, knows when I'm awake, and you better not pout and, and those things. If that was true, then I was going to be in trouble. But I ended up getting things that ultimately I didn't deserve. You know, you better be good for goodness sake. Remember that last phrase? Well, as a kid... I couldn't even be good with the motive of getting more toys, much less being good for goodness sake. Now there's a parallel with us. Doing righteous things for righteousness sake. If that's our hope, then we are hopeless. And so... That's where gifts come in. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. We deserve coal, but we are given rewards. Rewards that we couldn't earn, we don't deserve, we are just encouraged to enjoy. And that's what, that's what grace is. Because uh, my family's spread out this year, uh, we are celebrating part of it in St. Louis. Connie and Abby are already there, and I'm joining them tomorrow, and we'll meet up with my son and my sister, and, and then another part of my family are in two other places in this world. Uh, so we celebrated uh, just part of us, Connie and Abby and I, Uh, on Thursday before I took them to the airport on Friday, and we exchanged some gifts. And uh, Connie, my wife, handed me one present, and this is literally what she did. She's walking over to me with a present, and she said, I'm going to have to return this. I said, you want me to open it before you return it? Or? She said, no, I, I ordered the wrong size. I did it online, and uh, somehow when it got here, it was the wrong size. And I said, well, let me see it. And, uh, and so I, I opened it up, and it was a pair of uh, blue jeans from Duluth Trading Company. And... Uh, I looked at him, and I, and I, you know, naturally, I looked right at the size. I said, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's not the size I normally wear. Um, they were, it was like a size bigger. And so anyway, so we got done with our gifts, and she said, uh, um, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and send that back. And I said, well, 
you know, let me try them on first anyway. And so I went in the other room and I uh, held them up and it was like, whoa, you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking there's no way those, well, you can imagine what came next. So then I, I, I put them on and it was like I had tried them on. And so, debating what to do, <laughs> so I, I walked back out and I said, uh, I've got good news and bad news. The, the good news is you don't have to send these back, and the bad news is because they fit. <laughs> and my sweet wife, as only she could do, said, well, I understand that they run small there, so. <laughs> so. When we describe gifts, what about it? What about this free gift of God that is eternal life? in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Well, I'll tell you three things about it. It's a gift that fits. At whatever point you are in life, whatever's going on in your life, Christ, a personal relationship with Christ, will have an impact upon you and the rest of your life. It's a gift that won't wear out. Absolutely. You, you don't have to get a new salvation every day or every year because it was a once and for all thing when Christ died on the cross. And that's that's the eternal aspect of that gift. And it's a gift that we will use every day. Now, if that's not the perfect gift, don't you wish you could give gifts like that to other people that fit them perfectly, would never wear out, and they'd use every single day? That's the perfect gift. The party on June 3rd, 2006, was for Michael Emanuel Jr. It was his sixth birthday, and friends and family gathered at the local Chuck E. Cheese. This was uh, down in Florida. The party went just fine. The problem came when it was over. All the children and adults climbed into the three cars they came in, all except Michael. At 10 o'clock that night, the workers at Chuck E. Cheese found him wandering around, still playing, <laughs> probably didn't know his family was even gone, and so they called the police, much to the family's dismay. Apparently, his mother thought he had gone with the grandmother and was staying with her, 
and the grandmother thought the opposite. So what we have there is it is possible to have a joyful celebration and still forget the guest of honor. I don't want that for you all this Christmas. To have a joyful celebration and, and really miss the real guest. Now, I know that tonight of all nights, you're here for many reasons. There may be as many reasons for coming to this service as there are people in this room. And some of you are here to please your mom or your dad or your grandmother. And you know what? I'm glad you're here. And if that's the only reason you're here, I commend you for that. That's an act of kindness to them. But I also suspect that behind whatever reasons brought you here, God has a reason for having you here tonight as well. It might be that God wanted you here to consider where you are with Christ, with that free, perfect gift. Now, how do we receive that gift? Well, think about what happens on Christmas morning. How does a child receive a gift? It's the way we end our services here. Open-handed, not trying to pay for the gift, what an insult that would be, but open-handed, receiving it with thanks. That's the free offer of the gospel. And that is the gift, the inexpressible gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, you called it inexpressible, and we have tried to express it indescribable. And we have made our feeble attempt to describe it unspeakable, and yet we, we speak out loud of it. Will you, Lord, do that which we cannot do for ourselves? and give us that free gift of salvation. And Lord, we need the gift of faith first in order just to simply believe that. And so we figuratively hold out our hands and our hearts to you and receive Christ. And we do that with great thanksgiving. In Jesus' name. Amen.